Welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device. Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Got to join the thousands upon thousands that are listening. No, they really are from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check it out today. The United States at the top of the list. We got Nigeria. Nigeria takes uh, the second spot. Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Philippines, Singapore, Latvia, Canada, the UK. Got Nambia, Malaysia, Denmark, Hungary, India, Netherlands, Germany, Guatemala, Kenya, Malawi, Norway. I don't know what this one is. It just has a flag. Zimbabwe and then parts unknown. I mean, we're hitting parts unknown. Come on. Well, thank you for helping us spread the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. We're also uh, 33 of these United States. People tuning in from 33 of our great United States. Uh, We are in a series, Doorways to Deception. Boy, we have seen so much, haven't we? I mean, if you're a first-timer to the podcast, do yourself a big favor. You got to go back and start at number one in the series. They build one upon another. So do that and work your way through. You'll be glad you did. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump out there and say this is the second to the last podcast in the series. I think I'm close enough to say that. I want to jump into this one because we are looking for the lies, right? The deceptions that Satan tries to push on us about a number of topics. Today, I want to talk about prayer. Prayer will make a man cease from sin, or sin can entice a man to cease from prayer. So what about the deception that, um, well, prayer isn't really all that important. This is one aspect of deception, prayerlessness. I know many of us can find ourselves getting really busy. Sometimes our prayer lives suffer for that. Well, is it really all that important that we pray? I mean, I go to church. You know, I read my Bible every now and again. I listen to some things. Is it really all that important that I would pray? Is it really important? Uh, Well, I know you know the answer is yes, but do you really understand it? This one is so powerful that it has the ability to close off all the other doors that we've been discussing for 25 weeks. Now, that says a lot. That's something. Let's get into it. This is going to end up being a two-parter. I think that's uh, why I'm saying we're going to have one more. There's just too much stuff here for one podcast. Let me try to uh, address a couple things today. One is, um, is prayer all that important? Now, my prayers, are they important? And and the other is, what about praying the right way? Or am I praying enough? Uh, am 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 I praying deep enough? Do I have to pray X amount of times to see something happen? Or... Um, you know, I don't pray like so-and-so prays, and so will my prayers get answered because, wow, they they really know how to pray, and mine are just kind of these simple prayers where I have these conversations with God. Let's talk about it. Here they are in the garden with Jesus on that fateful night, Luke 22 and verse 40. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Again in verse 46, and he said, why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation two times. Jesus gives us this warning to the disciples that a failure to pray could lead to temptation. Now, we know that Satan is the tempter, James 1, 13. Let no one say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God. God cannot 
be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. So Satan cannot draw you in temptation unless he deceives you first. He can't force you into something that you do not agree to. So he has to first deceive you into making the choice yourself by your own free will. Since you won't fall prey to temptation without deception, you could even say those scriptures that we just saw would be just as effective in saying rise and pray lest you enter into deception. The idea here is simple, that prayer has the power to close the door on every form of deception Satan tries to promote in your life. How hard would it be to be deceived if we would simply just stop and ask God about something first? You know, when Jesus was walking this earth, that he revealed nothing but the truth in all things. He would preach the word to multitudes on many occasions. He further explained things to his inner circle, John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. So for struggling to understand the truth of Scripture, it is the ministry of Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. It's his job to do so, if you will ask him to. Prayer is the way that you access this ministry of Holy Spirit in your life to reveal truth unto you. And in that, you'll now see the truth and it'll keep you from entering into temptation or deception. It gives you, it gives you options. You know, without knowing truth, the options are very limited and, well, they're not really that great, are they? No, it's knowing this truth and having the option to say yes to that and no to deception, right? If, if you don't have any truth, you really don't have a lot of options, So as I mentioned, this is a way that you can close that door to deception in your life. The devil will see to it that tests, trials, temptation comes, but the proper application of the power of prayer in your life will keep you from being deceived. Well, now, how exactly do I do this? How can I have revelation knowledge? Things revealed to me that I don't even know. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So this word mystery means something initially hidden from our natural intellect or understanding. Verse 9 refers to another hidden thing, the will of God for your life. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. So we can know the general will of God for our lives by reading the Bible, you know, um, Like, I I wish that you would prosper and be in good health, um, that you're blessed. You know, things like that, general will of God. But there are a lot of things about God's plan for your life that he keeps a mystery for the same reason he kept Jesus' resurrection a mystery. If Satan and all of his fellow participants knew of all the plans of God and what he had for you, they would know all the places to concentrate on stopping you. He'd be able to push your buttons in those particular areas of life and cause you to fall for deception. Verse 10 and 12 tells us one way in which God can show us these things. 1 Corinthians 2. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So to me, and this is something that I've lived by, And um, again, I got a comment on this because of something that took place recently with our prayer coordinator here at the ministry, ex-prayer coordinator of this ministry. And no, I'm not bitter about it. Guys, I'm so past this kind of stuff. It's just the price of ministry, I suppose, things happen. 
but it's a great example for the podcast. Bottom line, this person thinks that maybe because of being involved with organized prayer groups for years, I'm not sure how they initially fell into this, but as a prayer leader, they think they know God in ways that nobody else does or than in any way that anybody can because they go to the deep places with God. And well, I was told by this person that I don't, nor would I even know how to. Okay. Well, here's my response to this type of thing, because this is something that people can feel like, well, yeah, I'm not really a deep type of prayer person. So maybe I am missing something. Let me say this. I don't need to go to this so-called deeper places because that's Holy Spirit's job, not mine. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. He's the one tasked with leading me into all truth. And these people think that they're leading Holy Spirit. They think that their prayers are causing Holy Spirit to do their, their bidding, their will. This is so sneaky. If we pray, then Holy Spirit will do what I ask. No, see, he goes to the deep things of God. Then he reports back to me when I pray and I ask. He relays that back to me in ways that I can understand, which, by the way, are not deep. Some of you all are going so deep, you're drowning. You don't even know what you're doing. That's why people can't even get in on prayer groups like this. That's what happened with ours. You can't come in here. This serious prayers only. What is serious praying? Are any prayers a bad thing to come to the Lord and, and how you do it. I have four children and they all approach the father differently and they all approach him correctly. Does that make sense? I don't have to wail and cry and pray for 15 hours to get something done. I have faith that Holy Spirit will do his job in letting me know what I need to know when I need to know it. And I'm telling you, it works great. Anything else I'm telling you has a works-based mentality to it that eventually will lead to where this person that I mentioned now is involved in manipulation. If we just do it hard enough, if we just do it long enough, then and only then God will move. Now, I understand the Spirit leading me into some things that could be deeper issues during prayer, but to set up with an attitude that I'm going to pray hard enough, and I'm going to pray long enough, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the other, and then God's going to reward, reward me with some deep revelation. That's works and borderline manipulation on your part to think that you could do that by works. It's all faith-based, people. Faith-based. I'm not sure we see Jesus doing this so-called deep prayer. I mean, even when Jesus tells them how to pray, I'm not sure I'd call that uh, what people say is deep. Listen, we just, we just dealt with this here. This doesn't count unless it's deep like mine. I'm saying that I, that I am not in any way a deep prayer, and well, I think the fruit speaks for itself. That I trust Holy Spirit to search the deep things so that he can then teach me the way that he knows that I learn. Not someone trying to force me into something that they deem as deep. That's another deception, if you ask me. Not everybody's going to pray the same, so, well, then you don't get to pray. That's the idea of this deep thing. It really, it, it really raises this, uh, hey, look at us over here, taking things serious while you're just out there praying these little prayers, you stupid little fool. God bless your darling heart, just out there, just kind of popping up some prayers to the Lord. We're in here doing the deep things of God. We got to pray hard and deep. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's excluding people to come into prayer because, well, you got to pray deep like me. That's the only serious prayer. It's deep intercessory prayer. No. Holy Spirit has been given the task to do that for me. Those things that await me in God's plans, 
That's his job. And I don't have to go deep to access them. It's called faith. The whole idea that one is so much more spiritual than somebody else because I can pray for five hours is pure crap. I'm telling you from personal experience that believe me, I pray. I pray all the time. But it is definitely not something I would call deep. So does that disqualify me for the deep things of God then? What is deep? What does that even mean, deep? I pray for the sick. Now, I'm talking about getting results. I pray for the sick simply in the name of Jesus to be healed, and they are, but it, that, was that not deep enough? Was that not deep enough? Well, they got healed, cast out devils on five continents without deep prayer. Seen people born again by the thousands, tens of thousands healed, thousands and thousands baptized in the Holy Ghost, 23 years in ministry, bought and paid for a building, debt-free ministry, debt-free life, and what, because of deep prayers? No. Prayer, yes, deep, not so much. Not by any definition of today's deep. I'm on this because it's a trend right now, and I'm telling you it's a deception. This idea that somehow you are not giving Holy Spirit the time he needs if you're not praying for at least three hours, that's weird because for me, I have this relationship that is daily outside of the deep prayer where I know him personally enough and well enough that if I just have conversations with him, he answers me because he's gone to the deep places. And he has retrieved for me for what it is that I need to know. Matthew 6. When you pray, you will not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners and in the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen, for they think that they will be heard in their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you even ask. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Doesn't seem like a real deep prayer there, Jesus. I think you need to extend that prayer to cover at least two chapters of the Bible to be effective. Deep. Not me. No, listen, I've entered into some areas in prayer that are deeper than some other areas. But not because man said so. What do we do with this? James 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Wait a minute, how long then? How long? Well, the effect of fervent prayer, well, how long? Passionate prayer, enthusiastic prayer. Fervent doesn't mean deep. It's the attitude brought forth in faith behind the praying. To be passionate and enthusiastic would mean, well, you'd have to believe that this prayer is going to do something, and well, it's going to be answered. Because see, it doesn't say how long or how hard we should pray, does it? These people today think that they're really something praying for nine hours. Shoot, Paul says pray without ceasing then. That's every minute of every day. Then you all aren't praying. That's not deep enough. He's just saying it's a lifestyle of prayer. Paul said I pray in tongues more than you all. Don't allow this deception by hyper-spiritual people to lead you to believe that if you don't pray as hard and deep as them and as long and somehow you don't know anything, it's a lie. They can pray all day if they want to. My faith is that I can pray for a few minutes Know that God heard me. I'm listening all day if need be, but Holy Spirit's going to get me the info I need, and he's going to bring it back to me. The deep things of God, not my job, it's his. 
for me, it's, it, it takes faith to pray simple based off of relationships that I have with the Father. He hears me, he knows me, and I know him. And so it is faith that, hey, now I, I don't need to keep praying. I don't need to keep praying for nine hours. I need to thank him and wait by faith for the answer to come if it didn't come immediately. I think at times, I, I, think, I think it at times a, a, a bit faithless to keep trying to pray, 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 when you ought to be thanking him instead. That's why so many are working so hard and they're getting nowhere, trying to be, trying to be Holy Spirit. It just isn't working. Look at the fruit, people. It's very important to pray, absolutely. But there is no timeline or scale in the Bible to say how long, how hard, how deep. In all this we looked, I want to be sure that you see the key to avoiding deception is walking in revealed truth and the level of revealed truth you walk in is having Holy Spirit operating in your life by faith. We cannot know these things without Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man does not receive the, sp- the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Our spirits in communication with his spirit. Our natural minds just cannot become educated enough to understand the things of God because then faith steps in and says, well, none of this makes any sense at all. This is why prayer is so vital. It's all faith-based. Getting prayer answered, faith-based. 1 John 5, 14, 15, this is the confidence that we can have in him. Guys, I have confidence in my God that if I ask anything according to his will, he heard me. And if I know that he hears me, whatever we ask, I know that I have the petitions that I asked of him. I don't have to keep reminding him for nine hours straight, Lord, 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 oh Lord. I know God's will. The secret to prayer is that right there. Knowing God's will Coming to him in confidence, which is another word in faith. This is the faith I can have. This is the, the, the persuasion, the absolute trust and confidence that I can have in him that if I'm going to ask anything that's already his will, he's going to hear me and he's going to answer me. Right? Come on, what, what is this will? Guide me in the word. This is Holy Spirit's job, the mind of God. Figure out for me what is God's will and let me know so that I can pray according to it because my mind sometimes doesn't really understand it. I have too many personal experiences and doctrines and opinions up here. So I need to know because when I do pray by faith, I know for sure if I pray his will, as it was revealed to me by Holy Spirit, I know God hears that and he answers that. So simple. Satan's going to try to deceive you into thinking that you can never know the mysteries of God. Well, yes, I can. My understanding doesn't have to always be unfruitful. Come on, my understanding can be spiritual even when my mind doesn't grasp how it works. But I'm more than a mind. And prayer is more than a, a pattern and a method. That's what I'm seeing right now is we're pushing this, this is how we're going. This is what we're going. It's more than a method. I am a spirit that knows the spirit who knows the deep things of God. God wants to reveal these plans that he has to us, friends, but it's going to come down to are you spirit filled, baptized in the Holy Ghost? You got to know him. You got to know him. You got to know him so you can know what's him. You got to know him so that you can know what's the devil. You got to know him so you can know what's him and what's the devil. And well, sometimes just what's me. You got to get to know him, allowing him to do his job. Prayerlessness. It's an open invitation for the devil to come into your life and mess you up. You need revelation knowledge to use against him and saying, it is written. Being led into that type of, uh, you know, being led into to what type of ammo do I need here for this one, Lord? 
What do I need for this, Lord? I, Holy Spirit, you got to reveal this. And it's Holy Spirit who can guide you into that all truth, all knowing of truth. And we're going to be able to avoid temptation, as he said. And we're going to be able to avoid any deceptions. You got to pray, people. You got to pray. But you got to pray the way that you would pray and do it in faith and through faith and by faith. And you won't need five hours of prayer. You just won't. I'm not saying that he won't lead you into it. I'm just saying you don't have to do it that way every time. Because that's that's the trend right now. That's the trend. You got to pray harder, longer, harder, longer, longer, deeper, harder, longer. You won't need that if you already know the will of God. Isn't that what it said? I can have confidence if I pray according to his will, he hears me. Get to know his will. You get to know the will of God, you don't need nine hours of prayer sessions. No, I know this is going to offend some people. Boo-hoo, get over it. It's biblical. Check it out. It's biblical. You better check yourselves before you wreck yourselves. You're praying in circles, chasing your tail, hypocrites. Be careful. Listen, if he leads you to do it, you do it, but don't just do it trying to get him to do something. That's manipulation. That, to me, looks like the prophets of Baal. Working hard to get their God to do something, it's manipulation, and it's also borderline witchcraft. Oh, he said it. Pray with an anticipation that my God has heard me. He's going to answer me because I know his will. That's your key, friends. Don't let this other deception cloud your prayer life. It's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me in the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm going to be praying. Because I'm going to be doing and attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous. <laughs>